Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Hello again, friends and faithful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning into the P40 Ministries podcast. This is your host, Jen, discussing Genesis chapter 38, verses 1 through 11 today. Grab your Bible and your cup of coffee, and let's jump right into scripture this morning. I will be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible. At that time, Judah went down from his brothers and visited a certain Adulamite whose name was Hira. There, Judah saw the daughter of a certain Canaanite man named Shua. He took her and went into her. She conceived and bore a son, and he named him Ur. She conceived again and bore a son, and she named him Onan. She yet again bore a son and named him Shelah. He was at Chizib when she bore him. Judah took a wife for Ur his firstborn, and her name was Tamar. Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in Yahweh's sight, so Yahweh killed him. Judah said to Onan, Go into your brother's wife and perform the duty of a husband's brother to her and raise up offspring for your brother. Onan knew that the offspring wouldn't be his. And when he went into his brother's wife, he spilled his semen on the ground, lest he should give offspring to his brother. The thing which he did was evil in Yahweh's sight, and he killed him also. Then Judah said to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, Remain a widow in your father's house, until Shelah, my son, is grown up. For he said, Lest he also die like his brothers. Tamar went and lived in her father's house. So this is a weird little story plopped right into the middle of Joseph's story. Genesis 38 is all about this story of Judah and Tamar. But this story is actually very, very important, especially as we continue reading the Bible, because this story is what produces the line of Jesus Christ. So this story plopped right in the middle of Joseph's is just kind of funny and also very important to learn. And also very weird and a very sad story at the same time. So let's talk about Judah for a minute here. You remember that Judah was not only the fourth born child of Jacob, he was the son of Leah and he was also the one who had first suggested selling Joseph into slavery. Yes, he was the one who decided to sell Joseph into slavery. After this, I don't know why he leaves. I would guess it had something to do with that. Think about the amount of guilt you probably had after selling your own brother into slavery. Judah probably had an insane amount of guilt. So right after all this happens, Genesis 38 starts and it kind of talks about Judah's story. It says Judah left his brothers and he decides to go down and he he stays with this man who was an Adulamite. And this guy's name was Hira. Now, while he's staying with this Hira person, he sees this woman and she was a daughter of this Canaanite man named Shua. So he takes this woman as a wife and it says quickly, pretty much, that she gives birth to these three boys. It says she named the first one Ur, 
the second one Onan, and then the third one was named Sheila. At this time, Judah was living with his wife here in this area called Chazib. So he had kind of established himself. Judah left his father's house, left his brothers, and lived in this Chazib area with his wife and with his new family, his three sons. After this, his sons have grown up quite a bit, and Er, or Er, was his firstborn, and he finds a wife for Er. And this wife's name was Tamar. But Er was a wicked person, and it doesn't say what Er did to deserve this kind of judgment, but he had done something very, very wrong. And it says the Lord killed him in judgment. So something Ur had done was just beyond horrible. And Yahweh killed him out of judgment because Yahweh has the right to do that. And depending on what Ur did, it's probably very likely that this was a good thing for the people that were around this wicked man Ur, potentially even for Tamar's sake. Who knows why Yahweh dealt out this kind of judgment towards Ur, but he did, and there was a reason for it. It says that the Lord killed him in judgment. It says that Ur was evil. But after this, Tamar becomes a widow. But there was this law back then, even before the Levitical laws, where a woman was supposed to marry the next son after she became a widow. So for example, if a woman married the firstborn son and he died, in order to protect that widow, she would be married to the secondborn child or the thirdborn child or whoever else was in the family that could take her to be a wife. So this is what happens to Tamar. Judah ends up giving her Onan as a husband. And Onan was the secondborn child. Judah says to Onan after Er dies, or Ur dies, he says, go to your brother's widow and perform your duty as the brother-in-law under the marriage custom. And he says, go and be your husband and raise her children in the name of your brother. So with this law came a lot of interesting things as well. First of all, if the second son married the first son's widow, any child that that son produced would be the children of the firstborn, if that makes any sense. It was kind of funky. So that was a way for the firstborn child to kind of have his line continue, if that makes any sense. So Ur would have had children. Even though he was dead, his name would have continued down the line and he would have had children. So this was something that was not only protecting the, the dead firstborn son, but also protecting the widow. Because not only would she now have children to support her, but she would have another husband to support her. So it was just to protect the woman and to provide for her, allow her to have children that could support her someday, and just all that good stuff. Because a woman at this time period did not have the same kind of um, opportunities that women nowadays have. A woman who was a widow kind of was left alone and destitute in many cases. So this was a way to protect that widow. So Onan in verse 9, it says that he knew that the child or heir would not be his, but would be his dead brothers. So he was not happy about this arrangement. He wanted his own kids. He didn't want to have to support his brother's children. 
as was the law. He didn't want to have to do that. He didn't want to give Tamar these children. He didn't want to give his brother these children. So it says in verse 9, in order for him to prevent Tamar getting pregnant, he would have sex with her. And then, um, how do I put this eloquently? Basically, he would not, well, okay, here's what the Bible says. He would spill his seed on the ground. And I'm not going to explain what that means any further. But he was not doing what he should be doing. He was not giving Tamar the children that Tamar deserved under the law. And he was also not honoring his brother's name. Onan was doing something that was very, very wrong. On top of this, he was still lying with Tamar. So he was getting the gratification for himself but not doing what he should be doing. If he didn't want to have a son with Tamar or have his uh, brother's son with Tamar, it's, it's all kind of funky. If he didn't want to do that, he just shouldn't have lain with her in the first place, but that was what he was doing. He was having sex with Tamar, but not following through and not doing what he should be doing. So he was wrong. He was doing something terrible to Tamar and to his brother's name. So God became angry with Onan for how he was treating Tamar. God is always very merciful. He stuck up for Tamar in this situation and he ends up killing Onan in judgment because this was probably happening for a long period of time. This was probably not just the first few times Onan was doing this. This was probably happening for months and months and months where Onan was purposefully not giving Tamar children. I can't even imagine how Tamar was feeling in this situation. Firstly, her first husband died. And now secondly, her second husband is not giving her the children that she deserves and needs in order to support her later on in life. Tamar clearly did want children because we will learn more about her story in the next couple days. So what Onan was doing was just absolutely 100% wrong because he was treating Tamar like she was an object and not giving her what he should have been giving her. So then after this, Onan dies because God kills him in judgment is what it says in verse 10. And then in verse 11, Judah says to Tamar, who is a widow now twice, he says to her, remain a widow at your father's house until Sheila, my youngest son, is completely grown up. And then I will give you to Sheila. So Sheila will be your third husband as soon as he's grown to the age where he can be your husband. But he was deceiving Tamar because he didn't want his third son to die. He almost believed superstitiously that Tamar was the one who was causing his other two sons to die. But in actuality, it was the other two sons' own actions that were causing themselves to die because God was dishing out his judgment on these two sons. These two sons were wrong. They were doing something that was very, very wrong. They were evil. So Tamar had nothing to do with this. She's an innocent party. But Judah is almost blaming Tamar because of the death of his two sons. So he deceives her. And he's like, I'm not actually going to give Sheila to her once Sheila is old enough because I don't want Sheila to die. So Tamar believes him and she says, okay, I will wait around for Sheila to get older. And she ends up living in her father's house, which is something that should not have happened once again. She was now the responsibility of Judah. 
no longer her own father, but she was the responsibility of Judah. Judah was not taking care of Tamar the way he had pledged to take care of her and how the sons had pledged to take care of Tamar. She was now a part of that family and a part of that household, according to the laws and the customs back then, and so she shouldn't have been back in her father's house. Judah should have been the one taking care of her, but he wasn't doing this. But that's not the end of the story. We will talk more about this particular uh, story on Friday. So join me then at 6 a.m. to discuss more about Judah and Tamar, and we will finish out Genesis chapter 38 on Friday. But also join me tomorrow for an episode out of Matthew, and we can discuss more about Jesus, and I believe we're in uh, Matthew chapter 18 now, so we are just flying right through Matthew. So join me then at 6 a.m. for an episode out of Matthew. Also go to my website, www.p40ministries.com shop, and take a look at the brand new design I have out for Easter on the t-shirt shop. And it's really cool. It's actually the same design as the... Uh, coloring books that I am coming out with as well. There is a brand new Easter design in the t-shirt shop. Take a look at it and purchase something nice for yourself or for a friend or family member and you can put it in their Easter basket or give it to them as a gift on Easter Sunday. But friends, thank you so much for tuning in this morning. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.